podcast is sponsored by Damer Ingredients, who provide best-in-class functional ingredients such as starches, proteins, fibres and gums, to name but a few, into food manufacturers across the UK and Ireland. I've worked with Damer on various projects for my own brand and with my clients, and what I love about working with them is their in-depth technical knowledge and their ability to apply that to the specific products that you're actually working on. So they become an extension to your own development team, supporting them with their knowledge from concept through to launch. To find out more, visit www.dama.com. Welcome to the O for Food's Sake podcast, where we unwrap the joys and struggles of working in the food industry so you can thrive in what you do best while sustaining a rewarding and fulfilling career or business. We are your hosts, Lucy Wager, food industry consultant, and Amy Wilkinson, food industry coach. We've worked in the food industry for the last 20 years, and we're here to share with you the benefit of our hindsight. Our podcast is for you to find new ways to cope with the daily struggles, but mostly to inspire you to work on what's not working to ultimately improve your career or business long term. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Oh For Food's Sake. Today, we're talking about building strong cross-functional relationships in the food industry, because this is so important we talk about this quite a lot and it's it's just so important in everything that we do to make sure that we accomplish what we're trying to do and actually get the most out of the job that we're doing and I also think get the most enjoyment out of going to work too yeah because actually the opposite of it can it can make it miserable at the end of the day exactly yeah and I think um it has such a a positive impact on things like you know MPD innovation just well and on production and retail itself because if everybody's working together towards a common goal and 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 you know you just become more efficient and I know um I always think back to um one of my roles when I was at Bacavore um and I was in category at the time and there was a, a the, they called them natural work teams, which I think is a Tescoism. But anyway, basically the triangle of um, Tesco. Did uh, I keep saying Tesco? Um, <laughs> of of <laughs> MPD commercial and marketing, and we just really clicked really well and worked so well together. Formed such a strong bond between the three of us that helped us with the cross-functional relationship. So by being united, we were so much better at the other cross-functional relationships. So we were so clear on why we were doing what we were doing. And one of the projects we worked on was bringing a whole new category. I think this is why the word Tesco keeps coming up in my head, because it was, I can't remember what they called it, but basically like Mod Deli didn't exist in um, Tesco's at the time. So any antipasty type things didn't exist. Mm. And we created a whole new category. Now, that's quite a big thing to do. And we had to convince a lot of people in the customer and internally because they haven't got any data to say it's going to work and is the customer right and all of that sort of stuff. And we want to put all these new processes in and new ingredients and this, that and the other. But by working, creating that close knit, the three of us, and then using that to leverage the relationships 
across the business. It really, really helped for everything to be successful. Yeah. And it it's just so felt more, good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so <laughs> but you're doing it as a team, aren't you? And you're yeah. not you're not trying to break down that break down those barriers all by yourself. You know, you've got allies that are, are on the journey right from the beginning with you. Yeah. And there are a lot of barriers when it comes to cross-functional things, aren't they? So there's, you know, usually everybody's got conflicting priorities, different KPIs, can be quite siloed in mentality. And I think that happens uh, the bigger a business gets, the more that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you've got to have, you have to put more structure in, but yeah. the structure can lead to like lack of communication between departments, a bit of us and them going on. And I also think there's this thing, and I, I think we, we've seen this recently, and I've seen it in businesses that I work in as well, where it there, there's sometimes a lack of understanding of what the overall business agenda is. And so mm. then that causes conflict between, unspoken conflict between different um, departments, because you're not all clear, actually, on what you're all trying to do. Um, yeah. Which can be really difficult. Yeah, yeah. And I think thinking about how you improve that, one of the things is about, you know, obviously being clearer on one that, what that strategy is. And it's amazing the amount of businesses you work in, like we work with that are like not clear on that. Um, but actually then communicating that out and and creating like proper communication between the different departments and what that then filters down and means for them yeah. is so important. But also having some empathy with the other departments that you work with. And this is something that we do, isn't it, when we're doing our workshops with MPD teams mm. on communication skills is we get them to do an empathy map of yeah. thinking about that other person that they're seeing as really difficult. Mm. But what is going on for them? Yeah. Why are they being difficult? Um, and it can really help to, so yes, sort of go get into their shoes, think about that, but ask them, like ask them what the problem, not don't know what's your yeah. problem, <laughs> but you know, uh, you know, what's holding you back from doing this? How can, you know, how can we then you improve can work this? together, can't yeah. you, to, 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 to work towards the common goal? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's all about creating that sort of collaboration mindset, isn't it? Rather than it being all about us and them. Now there's an on the collaboration thing, there's a good book, um, and I haven't read all of it, but I've read some of it, um, about it's called Collaborating with the Enemy, How to Work with People You Don't Agree With or Like and Trust, um, by Adam Kahane, which I think it's <laughs> the title of it makes you sort of think, oh, all right, okay. But actually, because we do often think of people as the enemy and they're not necessarily the enemy. And it's actually starting to think about people as um, actually they've just people with diverse and different perspectives yeah. to you. That yeah. is, and, and actually being able to not feel like you're going into battle when you're going into a meeting with those people, but changing your mindset into a more collaborative one can be really, really helpful. So it is in that book, it is all about um, focusing on the shared goals, uh, actively listening, asking the right questions, being open and listening, right? Because mm. you can mm. ask questions and then just wait to say your bit, but actually listen to what, you know, actually be curious and explore together mm. 
can really, really help. And I do think there is a lot to be said to think about. And again, this is something that we, when we work with MPD teams and we're sort of like working with senior tech level where they are stuck in front of somebody that has like is three bands ahead of them in terms of the hierarchy and the structure. There's going to be power things going on. You know, mm. a experienced factory manager might be thinking, oh, I'm not listening to that person mm. That, mm. that, you know, so thinking about those dynamics and how you handle those dynamics before you go into the room, really important. So that is a good book to read um, or to at least go and have a Google of the principles of the book. Mm. But it's really, I really like the sound of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've, I, I've gone down like a real rabbit hole of um research on this episode and I'm like oh I'm gonna spend so much money on Amazon I need to stop myself because like I have a list of books <laughs> book recommendations <laughs> and they just like I only read the first third of all of them if it, if it can't be done on an audio book but the first third of books is all you need to read exactly to get it. yeah <laughs> But we talk about this, like moving on to the next bit, like I think we always, we talk about it and we've done an episode, haven't we, on building trust. Yeah. And trust is so at the heart of the cross-functional thing. Yeah. So what can you do? So go back and listen to that because we talk about the Brené Brown braving thing, don't we? Because developing that trust and and respecting one another's differences is so important in building that. Because understanding the differences you, it's like accepting that accepting that you have different views but understanding why yeah and being able to use that in an effective way to work collaboratively yeah and, and being sort of big enough to think I don't know all the answers I don't need to know all the answers but together we can move forward and the, the the example that you gave at the beginning is a really good example of that because you you wouldn't have been able to do something like that on your own. You need yeah. there are times where you need to be able to work cross functionally and collaboratively to be able to move things on. Mm. Yeah, and it and to elicit that trust in people, and we talk about trust in that episode about sort of breaking it down into like operationalizing it so that you what what is it it's like doing what you say you'll do and stuff like that but it mm. it can also be this is where people are some of the people I work with don't like to self promote but actually people need to know that you're credible yeah. they need to understand that you're not just some fairy that's come in and is telling yeah. them what that we've got to do this like they've got to you know what is going to help that person on the other side of this conversation trust you more mm. if they need to see some data and facts and figures then bring them data facts and figures mm. if they need to know that you're going to turn up on time for something else that's important to them and that's what builds the trust with them you mm. know it, it's thinking about it's always thinking it's like you've got to live your life in this constant negotiation when it comes to cross functional working but seeing it as a positive and a, it's that reframe, isn't it? The challenge reframe. It's not a problem, it's a challenge. And actually yeah. it can be exciting and it can be enriching because you see other people, you see things through other people's eyes. You know, we yeah. can get very, this is the only way. And 
yeah, constantly just see it as going into battle, but actually those fresh perspectives that other people can bring. And uh, I'm I'm now going off at a complete tangent in my head, but I'm thinking about um, the six eyes thing that yeah. um, Simon Allison came on to talk about a long time ago now. Um, but that is all about, um, <laughs> I'm not going to do it justice, but it's about the the way you um, you work with innovation, how you perceive yourself and what your strengths are when it comes to innovation and stuff like that. And one of the things that he talked about is actually we might just go, oh, we need to have a cross-functional team in here. But actually what you need is to understand who are the people. There might be somebody in finance that thinks in a certain way or is going to ask the right questions. So you're not in this echo chamber of everybody going, oh yeah, we know what we're doing and this is great. Getting somebody, getting a fresh perspective from somebody that is better at delivering those things or is going to see the detail that, you know, we always need somebody to think about how to implement things. We have brilliant ideas, but we're rubbish at implementing them. It's having that diversity of thoughts, isn't it? That's going to help bring it to make sure you get to where you want to go. Yeah. And I think it's to help with that, you know, that relationship. If you can reframe in your mind that it's, that you genuinely do want to learn and understand that other person's opinion, it makes it less of a battle and more of a collaboration, Mm. doesn't it? And I think one of the things that we've seen, because we're both working um, separately and together on things where there is quite a lot of cross-functional working mm-hmm. and one of the things that we've seen is that actually when you get down to the facts everybody actually wants things to work really well yeah but they just don't know how to do it yeah so you can be sat in your departments um feeling frustrated that something isn't going isn't working right but not really knowing why it's not working right mm. And you can also feel like you're being blamed for things not working correctly when actually nobody is blaming you. They're just frustrated with the the current situation. And working out a way of how you can all work better in a collaborative way Mm. can solve that problem. And I've made that sound really simple. It's not simple, (laughs) but it is doable. But I think it's important to say that because I think, um, you know, it needs to be called out sometimes and you need to have those difficult conversations of saying the way we're working right now is not working. Like, how are we going to do it? And I know we've got something coming up and I, we had a call about it earlier and I was like, it's going to be uncomfortable. The day is going to be uncomfortable, but it has to be like, it's part of the process of everybody getting out on Mm. the table, what they need to say. Um, And I think there is something in that. If you can, reframe it all with curiosity right and take that emotion out of it Mm. and not feel like you're being personally attacked Mm. that can really help to um you know find the way forward really but I do also think there's something in leveraging the tools and technology that we've got these days so we do a lot of stuff on stage at gate don't we And, Mm. and if you have a system in place that people have to input into Mm, mm. and they have to have gates and gate meetings and stuff like that. Having those systems in place can help with that cross-functional working because it sort of takes 
takes away a lot of that ambiguity about who what's who's what's responsibility like it the system tells you whose responsibility yeah. is oh, it helps doesn't it it, yeah. it 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 moves with you and on the process and there's lots of different ways of doing that depending on the type of business that you're in and the complexity and what you want it to do for you mm. there are different things out there that and, and I don't I don't know whether I'm doing the food industry a disservice here but I, I don't think we're very good at this in the food industry I think mm. we're very good at having a gazillion different spreadsheets <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might be because we've we've so fast moving so yeah, it's yeah. like we've moved ahead we've moved faster than the systems yeah but now the systems exist yes yeah yeah I think that's and, a good point oh yeah and and I think you know there's the systems there's the technology but there's also like the communication methods so one of the things I remember in cross-functional working was having to have the conversation about what is and isn't okay as a way of form a form of mm. communication mm. because you know we now have teams slack yeah. whatever other things that I don't yeah. know anymore because <laughs> um, yeah. I'm too old <laughs> you know whatsapp groups um email yeah. like what is the way you're going to communicate this stuff yeah. because um particularly thinking about the sorts of people if you're working with people in another department ask them how do you want this this mm. information communicated with you because some people are like it has to be on email or it doesn't happen and other people are like I don't look at my emails only if it's urgent message yeah, me but on. I also I also think there needs to be this this needs to be a collaborative business yes. decision as well agreed yeah because otherwise it gets really messy so yeah. You've got to have and and working with different size businesses. I this is interesting because in a startup that I work with, we use Slack and it works brilliantly. Everybody knows mm -hmm. that's where we talk. So mm -hmm. there's very little um, chat that goes on on email, which makes it really easy to find things because I know where something's going to be. But then in different businesses where they've might have started using slack and then something else has come in and then some people still you know email each other it's really confusing and yeah. there needs to be a decision like how are yeah. we going to communicate where are we going to store things and how are we going to manage things you know yeah. it, it, it's got to be decided because yeah, and it's got to be agreed yeah. yeah yeah it's got to be agreed all together and this yeah. is where i think if you're listening to this and you're thinking you know we we need to sort this out you might need and and we've run a few of these and I did them back in my employed days um like a, a workshop day on like let's map out the whole process what's going wrong where are the communication yeah. gaps how are we going to do it and have you know have those difficult conversations um, and if you need a facilitator, you know where to come <laughs> because it, because it is sometimes. And when I've done them in the past, I have got external people in, in because it can be really hard when you're yeah. in it and you're in yeah. the thick of it. But yeah. actually somebody to stand back and go, right, OK, I'm going to manage all these personalities in the room, but we just need to get a way forward. It's like ripping the plaster off to yeah. to make it, you know, make it. Mm. able to heal and and move forward and and get better at what 
at the ways you want to work together. Yeah, because it's not always easy. Like I'm conscious that doing an episode like this and talking about collaborative working and like <laughs> it, it sort of makes it sound like it's an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to do sometimes. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> no, 20 minutes. Yeah, but, just do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are ways that it can be done mm-hmm. and it makes things so much more effective and I'm just thinking about the businesses that we've been working with recently Amy and it's it it feels good doesn't it to 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 be part of those changes and make the difference and work with people that are, you know everybody wants to do a good job and yeah. and move the business forward it's exciting like it it's it can work really well but you need yeah. and and actually the businesses that that really like recognize that and you know say to the teams like you know yeah we know we've got to make sure that you've got the right tools to be able to do that you know what okay as a business what do we need to look at and what a nice environment to work in if you're in a business that is doing that yeah so in summary (laughs) I guess what we're saying is it's not easy but it is essential you do you know to get your job done you've got to work cross-functionally so start by thinking about what what is working at the moment what isn't working what are the barriers what are stopping it working you know and that you might just do that yourself or you might get a team of you cross-functionally together to sort of map it out and go okay where are the bottlenecks what's what's going wrong but really communicating with those other departments and listening to what they have to say and actually acting on that together so that you're creating a bit of, you know, a, a, a culture that is a lot more collaborative rather than a always feeling like you're going into battle. And you can do that by developing trust with one another, being respectful, thinking about how you talk to each other. And you can also, you know, have a workshop day like we were talking about, get some external help in to sort of throw it all up in the air and start yeah. again if you need to. And don't forget that the tools that you have in place, whether that's a, you know, a recipe management tool or some other sorts of project management, they're all part of helping the cross-functional team. So have the conversations about, is it working for you? What's not working? Let's, let's um, you know, add things in, take things out. Having those open conversations is so important. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't actually talked about something that we said we were going to talk about at the beginning of the episode. Because we're not, rubbish. It's not like us at all, is it? We're so rubbish at remembering to talk about the things that we've got coming up. Yeah. So we are launching our MPD course very soon. I'm stuttering and stammering because we haven't actually decided the date yet that we're, we're launching, but it's coming back very, very soon. And I know... Yes. There are lots of people who wanted to know when it was coming back. So it's coming back. Um, and yeah, we will let you know. Yeah. Um, so this is the um, MPD fundamentals, which really talks through the stage gate process, um, talks about a lot about a lot of what we've talked about in terms of stakeholder management. We've had some really good feedback from the first one that we ran and it is going to come back in the autumn for a and it will have a little bit of a refresh um, but by the time this episode goes out, we'll make sure we've at least got a link for a waiting list on it. 
Yeah. And then we'll just be winging the rest of it. But honestly, <laughs> we don't wing it when it actually comes to the course, promise. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Great. Well, okay. thanks very much, everybody. And Thanks, uh, everyone. We'll see, see you, you next, next time. time. Thank you for joining us today. And we hope that this has been useful to you. As ever, we would love it if you could rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. It really does help us reach and support more foodies out there. We'd also love it if you'd come and join us in the Facebook group, the Over Food Sake community. And if you want to get in touch with us personally, Lucy is available for consultancy advice and training and can be found on LinkedIn as Lucy Wager. And if you want to reach out to Amy for any one-to-one coaching, group facilitation or training, then contact her on LinkedIn at Amy Wilkinson Coach. Thanks for listening and see you next time. See you next time. This podcast is sponsored by Damer Ingredients, who provide best-in-class functional ingredients such as starches, proteins, fibres and gums, to name but a few, into food manufacturers across the UK and Ireland. I've worked with Damer on various projects for my own brand and with my clients. And what I love about working with them is their in-depth technical knowledge and their ability to apply that to the specific products that you're actually working on. So they've become an extension to your own development team, supporting them with their knowledge from concept through to launch. To find out more, visit www.damer.com.